0: All right, everybody, it is time for the fourth installment of the Hallowed Wide Song Diary. Um, ooh, OK, I'm really excited and like kind of nervous to talk about this song. I think it might be in some ways like the most kind of vulnerable in some ways, the most vulnerable thing I've written. I mean, you guys, I've written some vulnerable things, um, but this is vulnerable in kind of a new way and maybe like a little bit taboo maybe a little controversial. So uh, I'm going to give you the real tea though. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what I think. So, um, so the song is Closer To You. It's track four of The Hallowed Wide. Um, as per usual, the way that I'm going to handle this episode is just talk a little bit about the place uh, where Closer To You falls in the overall record and in the overall story. And then I'll uh, play the song for you here in the episode and then kind of do a deep dive and talk about the writing of the song, uh, the recording of the song, the meanings, um, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, et cetera. Okay. Okay. So closer to you is, um, or rather maybe what I want to say is as a reminder, the hallowed White is a concept record. Um, it's a metaphor for intimacy, closeness, empathy, trying to understand another person and understand their perspective and kind of, you know, the impossibility of that. So, um, when I was writing the record, I sort of, envisioned it in four parts and I, I uh, and I represent these four parts with a little spell. So it's first descend, then divide, make it hallowed, make it wide. So there are three songs in each part and, um, closer to you is the first song in the second part. So the, the descent into the hallowed wide includes the song, the hallowed wide, um, bitter roots and quicksand, um, And Quicksand is that last kind of surrender, um, into, you know, this journey of, uh, finding connection. It's just that last piece that I wanted to kind of tell in that part of the story. And, um, this next group of songs, which will be three songs, starting with closer to you is, um, the, the part of the journey that I've named the divide. Um, And it's where, you know, I explore, um, the things that are really, really painful about intimacy, about closeness, about trying to love someone else, about trying to keep your heart open. Um, and each of these three songs in this group are going to explore different facets of that, but, uh, closer to you is, uh, the first bit, um, and yeah, I guess the final thing I want to say about this is, is each of these next three songs in this group, um, are kind of specifically about letting something go. So dividing, dividing yourself and leaving a part behind that can no longer, uh, sustain moving forward, um, wholeheartedly. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of the preamble and okay, I'm going to play the song
1: now. It's gonna
0: closer to you. Oh, I love it. It's so mysterious and kind of a little bit creepy and a little bit sexy, which is exactly how I wanted it to be. So, okay. I was thinking last night about what I wanted to tell. Um, and also I've got a couple of questions from, um, members of my little uh, Facebook fan group, which if you want to be asking questions, um, for these episodes, you got to join my mailing list and then you can join that Facebook group and you can ask questions that I'll answer here. Uh, but anyway, I was thinking last night about what I wanted to say and kind of how to begin. And I was feeling nervous. because, <laughs> Like I said, I feel like some of this is really vulnerable stuff. Um, but, uh, so what I, what I thought I would kind of start with is, I had the idea for this song before I was sure what my entire project was going to be. In fact, I, I kind of had the idea for this song when I was still working on writing masks. Um, and then, you know, the more that I thought about it, the more that I thought this, this idea, this concept, it doesn't belong on, on that record. Um, so when I, when I started thinking about writing a new record, I had kind of the concept for this piece already in mind. Um, because it is something that I think about a lot and something that, uh, you know, I don't know, I want to comment on and, um, offer, yeah, offer my, my perspective on. Um, so yeah, when I was, when I kind of had the idea for the hallowed wide, I wrote a couple of other songs first, because I wanted to have a footing in kind of the personality of this new record before I, um, before I wrote this song, but I th- I think I wrote closer to you Like fourth, Um, it happens to be track four, but I but I think I also wrote it fourth or or at least started it. I I think I started it and then kind of wrote something else and kind of uh, came back to finish the bridge. Um, But I wanted to tell you guys, so um, so I wrote the chorus first. Um, I had this idea, like the the basic idea that I went into was, I mean, I had a concept of what I what I feel like the song is about, and I'll talk about that more in a minute. But I had this line of lyrics. I feel closer to you than I have any right to, or maybe I feel closer to you than I have any right to. Um, and I knew that I wanted that to be the first line of the chorus. So I thought, you know, I better start with that. I, I wrote the chorus first. Um, and then I wrote the verse and then the pre-chorus and then the bridge last. And, uh, you know, after I had, I had written the, the chorus and the verse, uh, just, I think the first verse I sent a little, uh, this was in like June of. 2020. So I sent a little kind of voice memo to Jed, um, my producer. And I was like, hey, what do you think about this? Like, does this feel like I had talked with him vaguely about my kind of vision for the next record? Like, I wanted to sort of, um, you know, just get an idea like what he was thinking before I started writing, because I I knew I wanted to work with him on on this record too. And he was really not sure about this song and we fought about it so much in the recording studio. Um, there was definitely one day in the studio where like we had been emailing and I, I came into the studio in the morning. It was like, Jed, are we in a fight? because <laughs> We really like butted heads about this one, but I'm glad it happened exactly the way that it did, because I think in the end we both like, you know, it. I I was like, um, I was pulling for this song to kind of be what it what it is. Um, And I think in the end, you know, Jed, Jed and I are both really happy with it. And, um, you know, it was it was kind of one of those like surprising ones where it took a minute and then he was like, oh, I see why you. I see what you were intending here. So I'm, um, I i do not know, that's kind of like just a high level little tidbit for y'all as you're listening. So, okay. <clears throat> so for the chorus, let's talk about the lyrics first. Um, since that's the first kind of thing that I wrote, um, I've, I've talked about this maybe a tiny bit before, like on my blog. Um, but you know, when I'm writing a new album, I, I'm build, I'm kind of like, I can be, if you guys have been listening to me for any length of time, you probably know that I'm like a I'm kind I can kind of be a combination of um like a very flighty, like magical, whimsical kind of a person and also like deeply pragmatic. Um and, and like this is a good example of that, but when I'm writing a new album, I I'll build like a like a spreadsheet um and kind of every time I write a new song, I, I write down like the tempo, the key, the groove, the um, instrumentation that I'm imagining, the basic kind of mood of the song, um, just to make sure that every song has a really unique place on the album. So I chose the key of this song like kind of arbitrarily uh, first based on, um, the other songs that I had already written for the Hallowed Wide. So, um, so I kind of picked F minor, like I I thought I kind of wanted it to be minor. Um, and I hadn't, I hadn't explored F minor yet on this record. So I kind of picked the key first. So I I picked that sort of starting place and then I had that first line of lyrics. So, you know, I just sat down at the piano and I was, um, I was playing F minor and just kind of goofing around with melodies. Um, So I figured out that first melody. I feel closer to you than I have any right to. Um, And then I wrote the rest of the lyrics, melodies and chords kind of at the same time for the chorus. Um, I don't think I have any other notes about the chords for this for this chorus. They're pretty diatonic, um, which for non-musicians, that means there aren't any chords that are popping outside of the key the, the original key. So the, so it means the chords all sound kind of, um, like none of them sound like surprising. They all sound kind of like they belong together. They sound familiar. And I really wanted the chorus to feel, um, like that, like just like easy and romantic and beautiful. Um, I might have some thoughts about the melody, but okay. So for the lyrics this idea, maybe I feel closer to you than I have any right to. So again, like this, this kind of idea and this little set of lyrics has been in my mind for a really long time. Like, I mean, honestly, maybe like five years now. And it's because like, this is something that I feel really frequently. Um, This is the part that's kind of vulnerable and maybe like a little bit taboo, but I feel like I I love people so easily and I feel like these kind of deep like soul connections. Um and then, you know, when either that kind of a feeling is just like not at all reciprocated, even when I like I know there's like undeniable chemistry there. Um or if I've had like a deep like a deep deep friendship with someone and then, you know, they start dating someone um, and kind of drop me as a friend or, you know, plenty of examples. And I'll talk more, you know, each of the verses of this song kind of, um, I don't know, is coming from like a bit of a different angle so I can get more into it. But suffice it to say, there are several people in the world who I think about a lot, who I, I frequently dream about, which is like a, um, a line in in this chorus who I feel like very, um, I don't know, like romantic about it. it, It's not even always like a, you know, like, a, like a, like a sex thing. (laughs) Like, listen, sometimes it might be. Um, but, but frequently it's just like, I love this person. And like the way that I feel when I'm around them, like lights up my soul and I feel like just so interested and kind of enamored and, uh, and the law and the, the lack of, contact with you know those people that I felt that way just knowing they're out in the world like I'm not talking with them we no longer have any kind of emotional intimacy it breaks my heart I mourn it a lot and I and I think um you know my kind of philosophy about this is I I think especially as like heterosexual people in our American culture we have like such an aversion to um closeness with um members of like you know our opposite gender. I, I, I think this is not the same kind of a problem for, um, LGBT, uh, individuals and, and, and people, but, um, yeah. So, you know, I've got a lot of thoughts about this and, and the, and these are things that I like, you know, believe as a human and, you know, um, I think as a society, we'd be a lot better off if we were less, um, I don't know, closed off to, um, to friendships and, you know, um, just interest in, in our fellow humans. Um, so yeah, more on that in a minute, but, um, so, you know, maybe I feel closer to you than I have any right to, um, you know, keyword being maybe, (laughs) like, I'm not sure, but I do feel closer to, I do feel close to you. Um, and, and, you know, there are clues, um, in the way that we talk or don't talk, um, that, uh, something feels boundaryed about it, or, um, I don't know, like just unwelcome or something like that. Just, you know, even kind of subtly, um, closer to you than the polite company you wanted us to be, which also just feels like, I mean, I hope that seems obvious, but again, it seems so Odd to me to have had like a level of closeness with someone and then to not, or to you know, it's just very weird. I I hope this is something that more people than me have experienced. Um, that's not how I wanted us to be, and I think about that a lot. And I think like you know, with these these relationships, you know, I'm I'm thinking of I can think of maybe like fifteen ish people that I that I would kind of you know. like toggle through my mind as I'm thinking about this song and kind of what I feel about it. Um, and I think like, listen, why does it have to be all or nothing? Like, couldn't we couldn't we chat occasionally? Couldn't we like go to lunch, you know, or something like, you know, just anything. So that's not how I wanted us to be. And I see an alternative. I see a different kind of a, a possibility. I feel close enough to you to write you into my dreams, which I think is such a romantic lyric. I hope you guys like it too. I really like it. And when I was writing it, I was like, oh yeah, this is like, this is exactly what I want to say. Um, cause that is so intimate to be, you know, to be in someone's subconscious to the point where like, you know, you're showing up in their dreams in any, in any kind of context. Um, I just think that's, I just think it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing that we could leave such impressions on each other. Um, you know, without like some, some of these people that I feel this kind of level of care about are people that I I haven't talked to in like years and years, like maybe over a decade. Um, but I still, they still are like have an imprint on my heart and, um, and I'll think about them. Um, and then close enough to you that I don't care what other people think, which for me, I think that's kind of like these ideas of like, what's appropriate. Um, I was talking with Andrew last night about this and, um, just cause I was thinking about what I wanted to say as I was recording this episode. And, um, I've never experienced any kind of infidelity, so I, I can't speak to that in like a you know, a personal kind of a way. But, um, you know, sometimes when I hear people just vaguely talking about like the idea of an emotional affair, I just feel like, why do we even have a word for that? That's called a friendship. (laughs) Like, again, and I think it's just like this like hetero bullshit that we just like get so stuck in where we think like, if we have any kind of emotional closeness with someone who we could potentially like be attracted to, that that's some kind of taboo and I just I don't get it it makes no sense to me um and so you know I think in my own personal life like I don't care what other people think I don't care if like you know I don't know someone someone sees us out to lunch as friends and is like is that something like that's for me and you know uh my partner to to know (laughs) like and Andrew knows that like you know nothing is worth um messing up my relationship with him. Uh, but he also knows that like, it's normal for me to have friends, you know, anyway. So I feel, I feel frustrated by these kinds of, of taboos and constraints that we have in our society. And like I said, I think they're bullshit and I would like them to stop happening. Um, so that's, that's, that's my, uh, it's my place here. Um, and yeah, I have more thoughts, which I will, which I will uh, elaborate on in when we're talking about the verses. And then, you know, this last line, don't you want to be closer to me? I don't feel flippant about that. I, that hurts. <laughs> like I think that's pain, um, to feel like, Hey, I really care about you. Like do you really just never think about me? Like, how bizarre is that? Um, and in the context of the hallowed wide, you know, I think, you know, as as I'm like an individual person thinking about an individual other person and thinking like, wow, I'm really hurt that like I'm not as important to you as you are to me. Um, it's, I think this also just ultimately is just a lesson that we all have to learn. Um, there are going to be people that we, care about who don't care in the same way people who we see with like wonderment and awe and fascination and people who we like want to be around and who we feel um inspired by who just do not reciprocate that and um i I think that's just, it's a, it's a hard lesson to learn, but it is an important lesson to learn. So I feel both ways about it. I mean, no, no pressure to anybody to be in, in like a a type of level of closeness that, you know, they don't want to be in. Um, but it's just something I wonder about. Um, so it, it, this feels like the kind of wishy-washy nature of like, you know, okay, okay, I, I think I get, I think I get what's happening, but also like, I don't quite accept it. Um, I feel like that's the very, it's the perfect, uh, first step in this, you know, then divide section of the record. Um, by, by the end of the, the, this portion of the record, our, our divide section will be feeling much more, um, uh, what's the word like definitive, About these divides, but closer to you is kind of like just this uncomfortable beginning of, um, you know, loss and disconnection, which is something that you are going to experience when you're seeking for connection. Okay, um. I think maybe the only other thing I want to say about the chorus, which like, again, I just really love this chorus. I'm really proud of it. I like the way it turned out. It feels like it feels like one of those things that was just like meant to exist. And I'm I'm, uh, grateful that I got to be the person to bring it into existence. Um, but I tried to write the melody to be kind of desperate and uncomfortable. So it's kind of difficult to sing. It jumps all around. It has these like sweeping scales and big intervals. Um, and, you know, that that's on purpose to kind of feel this like, uh, you know, a lot of movement, but not getting anywhere, kind of uncomfortable, um, desperate, uh, emotional inflection. OK, moving on. So when I I finished the chorus and then I thought I thought about the verses and I wanted the verses to feel just uncomfortable, like I wanted them to feel just a little bit icky and, you um, like fraught. Um, And so I decided to write the verses in F major instead of F minor, which is like very dissonant. Um, But then, you know, A A flat major and F minor are, are the same key, like the same group of notes. So the the chorus has F minor and a flat major, which are again, like the same basic, the same scale. Um, and then in the, in, in the verses, I have F major and a flat major. So it's like half and half. It's like a little bit, the same key as the chorus, but like a little bit, very not. Um, I wrote these four chords that kind of loop in the chorus, F major, a flat major, back to F major and then E flat major. These chords all have one note in common, um, which is the G. So there's, there's the G on the, on the top note of the piano. And, um, by the way, I actually played the piano myself on this song, which, um, it's the first time that I've ever done that. I've only ever sung on previous songs. So that's me playing the piano. Um, so I I like to put the G in my right hand pinky. Um, and then the G kind of stays consistent throughout all four chords. So there's this kind of, there's this kind of, Um, connection all through the chords and then underneath that G there's a lot of like dissonance happening so when we go from the F major chord to the A flat major chord um, we have a, a fifth which is like the A and the E that goes like down a half step. So F major has this A and E and then A flat major has the A flat E flat. So that, that presence of those half steps next to each other is, is really uncomfortable. But then we have these uh, common tones of the C and the G between both chords. So it's like it feels like simultaneously smooth and really rickety, um, which, is, which is very much on purpose. And then I also, like I told Jed, the, the main um, reference that I gave to Jed for this song was um, Justin Timberlake's, crap, what is the song called? Uh, it's the one where the video has Scarlett Johansson. Like, uh, anyway, God, I can't think of it. Um, what goes around? anyway so um yeah i i gave jed uh the reference track of what goes around for the for the drums because that's the kind of groove that i wanted so we have this like really confident really sexy groove and then these chords that are so uncomfortable and this is the main thing that jed and i fought about he just i was like i wanted to feel like cool and sexy and jed was like i don't get how it can feel cool and sexy while the chords are this creepy and i was like no 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 no, no. it can it can it can so <laughs> so that's like that's the main source of our our disagreements um Okay. And then these lyrics. So I, in each of these, there's three verses in this song, in this, yeah, in this song. And each of them are, I think, exploring like a slightly different type of this sort of mismatched level of intimacy or desire. Um, the first verse, I guess I was wrong. I guess you think I should have known it all along, but how could I know how it was going to go? Why would I guess, why would I know that you were going to let it all go? Um, and I think like this, again this is like this is like maybe just a little bit embarrassing um but also like hey man it's real and it's like my real experience and i feel like if i've felt it then other people must have too but i've had a lot of experiences um in my life where i've had really close male friends i i think i just i think probably because of all my bullshit with my mom i sometimes struggle with female friendships so um i'm i'm getting better learning all the time but especially when i was younger all of my a lot of my best friends were were often men um and uh and i i've so frequently had an experience where there's someone who i just loved so much like we're just together every day it's it's not a matter of like are we going to talk today are we going to hang out today it's just like when are you coming over when should i come over um and just like you know a friendship that evolves like so organically like just really Really innocently, like you know, we 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 sit together in math class, or like you know, I don't know, we're we 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 live next to each other, so we're carpooling to somewhere, or you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, but you know, a friendship that grows like just slowly into something like so beautiful and so close and so intimate, and then you know, one day, uh you know, the friend makes it clear that it's, it's a, it's more than a friendship that he's feeling like, um, like he wants it to go farther. And, you know, I have many thoughts about the friend zone as I'm sure like a lot of people do, and maybe especially a lot of women do. I think, I think the whole concept of a friend zone is if friend zone is kind of misogynistic. Um, you know, and to be blindsided by something like that can feel a lot of different ways. Sometimes I think like, you know, I don't know, maybe it could be like that, but I haven't really thought about it before. Like, you know, so, you know, when, when blindsided by something like that, and like, again, I feel a little embarrassed about this, but this has happened to me. This has happened to me a lot of times. Like it's, this has happened to me too many times. Um, You know, and I would, I would maybe say like, I, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I, I don't, I don't feel that way, you know, right now. And then it's like the friendship is just over, which is, I find that to be a betrayal, a true heartbreak, like a, deep heartbreak a real heartbreak um like if you if you're telling me you know you you're falling in love with me you really care about me and then you know if I say like I don't know I don't know if I feel that same way and then you just never talk to me again like that's just that's cruel (laughs) like I think that's just truly awful like that means like there wasn't care there there was some kind of objectification some kind of um you know uh, not seeing me as a whole person. I, and I find that to be like deeply hurtful. And it's something that those are the kinds of griefs and pains that I, that I do. I carry those around with me still. Um, I, I find that to be like a grief. Um, so, you know, I think this line of like, you guess, I think, I guess you think I should have known it all along. Like, like how could you have not seen that, um, I was feeling a different way about you, but you know, okay, maybe, but also why? (laughs) like, how could I know that it was going to be that way? Why would I guess? And why would I know that your, that your solution would be to just delete me from your life? Um, and I'm sure this is something that a lot of us, you know, as people have felt. So that's kind of the the first verse is maybe like a bit of an exploration into a kind of a friend zone and, and what that feels like and what it feels like to be, you know, on the, uh, on the opposite side of that kind of a story. Um, which is, I think a story we don't, we don't tell that much. Um, verse two, uh, so, um, the melody of the, of the verses is kind of a flat line. Like it's not going very many places, which I like as a juxtaposition to the chorus that's moving all around everywhere. Um, but the, the verses are kind of toggling on these uncomfortable notes, which I did on purpose. Um, verse 1 has a lot of space in it verse 2 has very little space in it so there's not a there's not a consistent number of syllables in each line and there's not really a consistent rhyme scheme um or at least not you know in in a in the same way as each each other so verse 2 has much more uh, many more lyrics i don't want to belong if belonging means you only want me in some kind of fantasy which again, I think I'm talking i'm I'm thinking about society, how society defines relationships, the way in which society just doesn't give us a lot of in-between so, um, the kind of constructs that we have for relationships and and especially relationships between two people who like reasonably could be attracted to each other. Um, you know, we have we have really specific rules about what those kinds of relationships can look like. And they're usually everything or nothing. Um, which again, I think is bullshit and I think it's toxic and I think it makes us less healthy as a society. Um, so, you know, like who cares what the rules are? I mean, you think that's what belong means. Like, um, who cares what these rules are, but, um, and also maybe like, um, if we think about like, you know, belonging to, to each other, um, I, I, I feel really kind of tender about these kinds of things. Like, what are we to each other? Um, but you know, I don't want, I don't want to like, even if there's a person that I do feel so much love and care for, if, you know, as soon as, and I want to belong to that person in that way, like I want to belong to this person as, um, as a, as a friend, as a confidant, as like a soul to soul, you know, connection. Um, but as soon as, you know, we realize like there are these very particular expectations, or as soon as we realize like, you know, I can think of one person in particular who, who leaves me feeling heartbroken, even, you know, a, over a decade later, um, who, uh, the way that he kind of talked to me about his vision for what he thought he and I were supposed to be. He had it all kind of, he had it all kind of imagined out in his mind in a way that when he, when he kind of told it to me, I felt like, wait, do you not know me at all? Like, that's not a, that's not a thing. Even if we were like in love with each other, it wouldn't look like that. Um, and and i found that also to be really hurtful um so you know if if the only uh, plane on which you care about me is kind of a fantasy plane like that's also really sad <laughs> cuz like i'm a whole person i'm an individual person um and uh you know i i i can't exist as like a mono uh, a a monofaceted person in your life and to find out that I'm, I'm a monofaceted person, faceted person in your mind is just, it's really sad. Um, maybe I shouldn't be surprised. It's not a real life love you see. I feel like that kind of thing, like, you know, people will get accused. I think women, especially heterosexual women will get accused of being naive. Like no man wants to just be your friend, which is so sad. And you know, if everything, if it like, if it looks like a friendship, um, it, it, why wouldn't you think it's a friendship? Um, but, uh, the next line, I guess maybe I'm naive that I dare to think that you might still love me if you couldn't have everything. Um, is that, is that so, is that so out of line? Is that so insane that I would think that? Um, and I, I do, I feel pretty tender and pretty exposed about this kind of thing. So (laughs) if you're listening and you like, are like, oh my gosh, I totally feel like that too. Please tell me because, um, I've, I, this is the kind of stuff that like, you know, we just don't talk about in our culture. I talk about it with Andrew a lot and I've talked about it with maybe a very, very small handful of female friends, but it's, it's pretty taboo, I think. Um, so anyway, okay. And then verse three, and we'll talk about the pre-chorus last, um, verse three is a little bit sexier. So, you know, so this kind of like the re- the receiving end of, of a friend zone accusation, Um, I've heard this called the fuck zone as well. And I feel like it, it makes sense. So, um, you know, this song is, is a little bit about that, but this song is also about, so I think there's like another couple of angles to it. Like one is maybe like how we might feel about our exes, um, depending on what kind of relationship you've had with an ex, like it's very likely that even if you've decided to break up, there are still things that you can remember, like really loving about that person. And, uh, yeah, I, I feel really weird about the way that we kind of like cut off those kinds of things sometimes. And obviously like it's a case by case kind of a basis, but, um, I don't know, it just feels unsettled, unsettled to me some of the time. Um, I also feel like sometimes this happens if, if you have kind of like a a near miss kind of a friendship where like maybe you're always like you're you're close you have great chemistry but you're always kind of dating someone else while one of you is single or something like that um so that's maybe like a a different kind of a thing than like a a situation where one person is interested in more and another person isn't but maybe a situation where at least at some point both parties were interested and now you're with other people um I, I've experienced this a lot too, where like, there's a close friend who, you know, it was always kind of like a bit of a will they, won't they? And then, you know, if he starts dating someone else or marries someone else, like, it's not like I'm not capable of boundaries. And I think a lot of us as, as adults are, are capable of boundaries, not all of us, but a lot of us are. And, you know, it's just sad to me that we have to lose an entire friendship over some, you know, non-existent threat. Uh, at least that's how I feel about it. So, um, so verse three is kind of maybe more about that. Um, I'm not asking for much. I'm not asking you to give up anybody you love. I'm not asking you to, 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 um, leave your partner. I'm not asking you to ruin anything in your own life. I'm just asking you to think of me on an August night or when a song you hear hits your heart just right. Cause sometimes you still hit my heart just right. Um, Yeah. I mean, gosh, I hope it's kind of self-explanatory at this point, (laughs) but I really like this verse. It feels like it rings really true to kind of like, um, some of the feelings that I have. Okay. And then finally, this pre-chorus, you guys, this pre-chorus is such a thing. So I, I get myself into this pickle sometimes where I write a chorus and a verse that are not in the same key as each other. And then I have to figure out how to connect them, um, and how to get them to work together. So this pre-chorus is fairly meandering, um, to get me from, you know, F major to, to F minor in a way that doesn't feel abrupt or weird. Um, and, you know, I feel like I just tried to lean into it, like let the chords go somewhere weird. And also like, you know, if the point, if the purpose of the, um, if the purpose of the lyrics and kind of the, the, the storytelling part of this section of the song is is bargaining and frustrated and trying to reason through things, then it feels like it fits really well to have um, this pre-chorus also have chords that kind of are a little uh, poorly matched maybe, um, or, or a little uncomfortable. And I also wanted to say this pre-chorus is Andrew's favorite part of the song. And one of his favorite things from the record, he's always just like singing this pre-chorus with nothing on either side of it, which just cracks me up. Uh, cause it's, it's, it's such an awkward, like standalone section, but he loves it. So, um, I went out on a limb to reach out to you, giving every bit of love I could to you. Do you remember how you used to reach back to me? Um, And, you know, I, I do feel like this, like, I feel like I really am like one of my kind of philosophies as an adult, like I'm really trying to live my life in a way that feels right. And that matches with my values, even if it's not kind of what was laid out for me, what has been laid out for me by, um, other, other adults that I've seen, um, you know, kind of societal templates that I think we often just accept and and i will try to reach out to people sometimes you know really gently and just say hey i miss you or like hey i i i wanted you to know that like um i i hope you're doing well like i care about you i hope your life is happy and i'd like to talk to you more um which is which is really really vulnerable like that's a difficult thing to do um and, uh, you know, frequently I feel like those message- messages are just like never reciprocated in any way, which just hurts. It, it hurts, it hurts me. Um, and, uh, and, um, but you know, then kind of uh, like kind of reminding myself, like, well, it's not like I'm crazy. It's not like there's like a, like a weird, like desperate kind of thing. Like we used to see each other every single day and there was never kind of like a, an event, like a traumatizing event. There was never like any kind of a breakup. It was just like best friends, not friends, you know, nothing in between. Um, and then pre pre pre-chorus two says like you know you used to reach back to me like don't don't pretend I'm nothing to you like you know I certainly have been something to you and there was never any closure there which just is just it's awkward it feels bad um okay so uh so that's that's the bulk of the song and then um you know, I left when I I had written up through chorus two, and I wasn't sure how to finish the song. I think I left it for maybe even like a couple of months, finished it quite a bit later. Um, But the bridge goes into kind of another tonal center again, kind of migrating into something new. Um, And again, I think like my perspective as a person who feels this kind of thing is, is this is accurate to it. It is kind of like a weird, like, wait, am I, am I wrong? Is there something wrong with me? Or like, wow, there's really something wrong with you. Or like, wait, what even happened? Like just a confusion. I really tried to write the song in a way that reflects all of that. So the bridge, the chords are all major. They're so tender. Like I think the important thing is like, there is so much tenderness there. Like there's not, there's not, there's maybe hurt. There's maybe like a little bit of anger, but like so much tenderness. Um, you were the one who changed the rules and left it all confused. You didn't have to cut me loose. You were the one who came around. You wove yourself into my days into my hours so you really can't blame me or be upset with me now if if I do feel closer to you than, you know, than then you want us to be. Um but it's just it's major and again the chorus is like uh or th- sorry not the chorus the melody is kind of sweeping and, uh, you know, jumping up into the higher, my higher range, um, kind of like breathless. Uh, I wanted it to really feel like the lyrics are one thing, but I also wanted it to just feel like how it feels. Um, okay. And then, gosh, what else do I want to tell you? So that's kind of like the writing process. Um, I've mentioned a little bit that this was a tricky recording process a little bit uh, with Jed and I butting heads a little bit about it. Um, I think the only other things I want to say are I really love the background vocals in this song. I hope you'll take the time to like listen to it with good headphones. The background vocals I think are so romantic and especially in the verses, they're a little bit creepy and weird. I I loved, I really loved writing those. Um, you know having a combination of like ooze and some lyrics popping in and the background vocals move all around like the line is really uncomfortable kind of um kind of dissonant and I just oh I'm so into them and then I also just want to give like a shout out to Aaron Ashton who played violin on this piece it's so beautiful and especially the stuff that he's playing in um verse three. So after, after chorus one, it's so creepy and so beautiful at the same time. And I just think the violin is like the sexiest, most romantic instrument. So it was a perfect addition to this song. Um, and then, Oh, 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 okay. Just a second. So there, so a couple of people had um, asked questions in the group. I think I've, I think I've answered some of them. So Shauna Turner, who always does my hair and makeup for everything. She asked, what was your inspiration for the song? Is it a specific moment or something less tangible? Um, and Shauna, the answer is like, yes and no. So I've talked about like all of the inspiration. Are there specific moments that I'm thinking of? Absolutely. Um, is it less tangible absolutely. So it's kind of both. And the specific moments I am thinking of, I think they're private. Um, But, you know, I think I've given you plenty of information to think about. And by you, I mean everybody, not just Shauna. But yeah, I mean, Shauna, next time you're doing my hair, I can give you some specifics if you want, because we're that kind of friends. Um, I'll be in there next week. And my, you guys, my hair takes like literally five hours. So Shauna and I get like, we get into some shit while she's doing my hair. So we can talk more about that. And then Jeff, who's just my dearest dear, like the brother, the brother that is not related, a friend from high school. We've known each other for so long and have just been through some things and I just love him so much. Um, Jeff says, "Ugh, this music video is such a dream. I love the rainbow light silhouette. Um, and then, okay, he and I talked about this a little bit last fall. He said, it's just so heartbreaking having, having an idea of what you want a relationship to be, a friend, romantic, family, etc. Oh, that's right. When Jeff, Jeff and I were talking about this last fall, because I gave him a preview of the record, because I love him, and he's my family. Um And he was talking about how like the thing that came to mind for him was like was family things, um, which I hadn't even I hadn't even thought about that. But I I really do try to write my songs in a way that's ambiguous enough that people can feel like I hope that the songs are about an emotion and people can put in the individual players that, you know, um, surround that emotion for them. But but uh, Jeff said um, having an idea of what you want a relationship to be and it just being completely off the mark with the other person not wanting or not able to reciprocate, which I just really agree with him. Um, he said, my question for you is what is your favorite part of in this process? Is it writing, performing, collaborating the final product? It all seems so overwhelming to me to even think of where to start on something like this. Um, Jeff, thank you for this question. It's really thoughtful. And also, um, my favorite. Oh my gosh. I don't know. I love every single piece of it. It's such a beautiful, like unveiling of a thing when I'm writing, I'm, I'm, it's very kind of alone. Um, I, I'm pretty, uh, solitary in my writing process. I don't usually show things to people. I, I showed Jed a tiny bit of this. Um, but I think it was the only song on the whole record that I showed him any of before it was all finished. Um, 'Cause it's it's, you know, I don't know. So the the writing process is pretty sacred to me. Like I um I I feel like, you know, I mostly am just trying to trust my own gut and ask myself, like, do I feel like this is finished? Do I feel like this is right? And then, you know, I spend like a pretty good chunk of time with my songs just alone, just kind of singing them again and again, asking myself, like, is there anything left that feels uncomfortable? Is there anything I want to change before I bring them to Jed? Um But actually with this whole album, I played this whole album for Ryan, um, who was featured on an episode earlier. Jed's also featured on an episode earlier. So you can hear more, more from both of those men. Um, but, uh, I went over to Ryan's house and played him this whole album before, um, before I had showed any of it to Jed. Um, Ryan makes, Ryan made the videos, (laughs) Ryan made all these videos. Um, and that was really, Uh, that was really vulnerable and I I'm so grateful to Ryan for being such a um like a gracious recipient of my of my creative works it means so much to me and and Ryan was so attentive and he was taking notes and just giving me like such beautiful feedback and I just I appreciated that so much so that that was a step that feels important to me even though there's no reason really for me to talk about it um uh, other than that, I want to talk about this video with you guys. So, so, um, and to answer Jeff's question, of course. So anyway, then we go into the studio. Um, the way that it works is I record a scratch vocal, um, and a scratch piano. So I come into the studio. We, we did this all in one day. Um, Jed had never heard the music before. Um, I, I booked, I booked a date at the studio went in there. I already had like the metronome markings all figured out. So Jed set me up at the piano with a microphone and, um, we recorded, uh, I recorded the scratch vocals and scratch piano for the entire record, just in kind of one quick go. And then, um, I gave Jed a bunch of references like, and some kind of notes about like, this is how I want this to sound. And then, um, and then Jed will give me, uh, like a kind of like a, a, rough, um scaffolding of of the the track the way he's building it so that that means like on this song everything is synthesized except um the vocals all the vocals and the violin so Jed will give me a track that's kind of the beginning like synthesizer sounds, like the beginning drum sounds. Uh, and I'll either tell him like this is the right direction or like no. And there was a lot of like this is not the right direction, which is why we had some fights about it. Um, but eventually um, we decided to use my, uh, pian- my scratch piano. And then uh, so we recorded the vocals over like still a fairly kind of rough, like kind of incomplete um track uh then recorded the background vocals then recorded the violin and then jed put some kind of finishing touches some filling filling in some gaps um adding some extra synthesizers so that whole process is just beautiful then we do the mixing so after we had recorded everything um we i booked four four really long days in the studio with jed and scott um who's the the mixing engineer and the studio owner um at june audio where I, i record um And we, we mix everything, which means kind of deciding like what volume things should be at. Should there be more reverb? And I, I like to be like kind of involved in that process. So, um, so we, we mixed the song together and then we send it off to mastering and I'm not involved in that at all. So that happens in LA and um, Ruben Cohen does such a beautiful job on, on my work and I'm, I'm grateful for that. So then after the song was finished, um, it was time to make the video. Uh, Well, I guess I also should say, um, the photo shoot is also something. So, um, I'll talk about this more in the, in the private Facebook group. So if you want more details um, on that, make sure you're in there. I'm going to do a little series on this, but, um, I did this photo shoot with Jen Palmer and Shauna, who does my hair and makeup. Um, we, we did this photo shoot, like, when would it have been? I guess it was like the very beginning of April of twenty twenty one. Um yeah. Actually, I think it was like I think it was it was April 18th. I do actually know. This is the day after my birthday. Um and so we did we did that photo shoot before um before Jed and I had started recording. Um so you know, when we were doing the photo shoot, we also thought about this particular song and really were intentional about trying to get some images that would match the song. So I had planned, you know, Jen Jen and I it had planned, you know, what I'm going to wear, how my hair is going to look, what kind of lighting we're going to do, what kind of, what color of backdrop. Um, so, you know, usually I have a lot of ideas and then I, and then I pre- present them to to Jen and get her feedback and then present them to Shauna and get her feedback. And we plan, um, I do a, like Shauna and I will do like a practice, um, hair and makeup, make sure we have everything right. And then we'll do this photo shoot. So that's also a component. Then after the, um, mixing process was done, um, we made the video and, um, Ryan. Oh my gosh, what a genius! I just I hope you guys, as you're watching these videos come out, you can understand that this is not kind of like run of the mill. Like Ryan is like an actual, an actual genius and an actual like visionary. I'm so lucky to work with him. Um, it's just it's an embarrassment of of riches. Uh, but uh, Ryan and I had met a couple of times to kind of talk through our ideas. Um, I had the idea to do like these kind of loop videos where they're just they're not narrative. I'm not singing, partly because I have braces in all of these videos that are coming out for this album. So that's my little secret, not a secret anymore, because I'm telling you now. Um, but uh, you know, we wanted the videos to be more abstract than, you know, your kind of typical music video and just kind of these abstract images, and we wanted them to be really creative and kind of different and otherworldly to kind of match the way that i'm thinking about the the music and you know i i gotta i gotta give like a a particular shout out to ryan about this sometimes i'll tell um a collaborator like i want it to be avant-garde i want it to be abstract and i feel like they don't like believe me (laughs) and ryan just believes me he just knows that i mean it and so we talked about kind of different concepts for each of the um four parts of the record so we did one kind of little groups of group of shoots for the first descend and if you guys go back and look at those videos they're all out now but i'm in that i'm in the white dress and then ryan has superimposed like nature onto my face and my hair and my clothing um so uh hallowed the hallowed wide has like forest scapes superimposed onto my body and then bitter roots has um like roots and branches superimposed. Um, and then quicksand has like waves and ocean. Um, we, we had talked about that. We had, we planned that basic concept together and then for the next group. So closer to you. And then the next two songs that are coming after closer to you, we wanted them to be dark. We wanted to play with, um, the projector and silhouettes and, um, lighting and then to use this or this organza um to create these kind of extra shadows because this whole the symbolism of this part of the record is all like things are divided things are separate things are like kind of out of reach um and we and we thought that all those tools would be like um good good kind of symbolism uh would help us tell this story with the right symbolism that we wanted so um when we were filming this in the studio uh it was a million degrees we filmed it in the second week of july july 17th and 18th it was so hot um and there was like we couldn't really have like there was like a big industrial fan but there was no like air conditioning and uh also like we filmed six videos in one day um so it was kind of exhausting and sweaty and um I, I really loved filming this part. Uh, Ryan had such a vision and he directed me so beautifully. Um, and I mean, it was just a joy to make these, to make these videos and a joy to see them after Ryan has edited them and cut in his favorite parts. And, um, Ryan was so thoughtful in the way that he, especially with this video. Um, if you watch it, the, the frames all, um, they're different, like they'll last for different, um, Seconds. So some of the frames are really long, and then some of the frames are almost like percussive. So, um, you know, I'm sure that's something Ryan was really thoughtful about. It's something that I appreciate, and I want you guys to be able to look for that too. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of the video and pr- proud of our collaboration. And like also, Shauna, what a fucking pro um, being in this little studio, touching up my hair and makeup the entire live long day. It was so hot. We were like, it was, we were working so quickly. Um, and in kind of like a weird space so um it was just like you know again what an honor to work with so many pros and so many like just brilliant people who are committed to like my vision who want to work with me who make me feel like supported and loved and cared about and like my ideas are good ideas and like they respect me as an artist and it's just it's such a joy and such a pleasure so thanks to everyone who helped me with this record in that way um Okay. Did I answer everybody's questions? I think that's it. Okay. You guys, I am having more fun with this project. I feel like like the crossroads of like my own, like mental and emotional, like growth and evolution. And the way that this record is coming out, I feel really interesting. I'm trying to be more vulnerable and I'm trying to be more kind of open with like what, you know, it's actually like, um, making these things. And I, and I'll, I'll say it as many times. I'll, I'll never stop saying it, but I, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what you think. I'd love to, um, you know, answer any questions you have, even if like, you know, you feel like you were too late for this episode, like just ask anyway. And I'll put it in the intro of like another episode of Artifice. Um, yeah, talk to me. I want to hear from you. I want to know what you think about this video. And like, I hope you are feeling so excited for the rest of this record because we're four songs in there are, there's the whole, the whole record is 12 songs. So we've got eight songs left and like none of them are duds you guys like every single song is incredible every single video is incredible I am so excited for what's next um, I'll give you t- the tiny tiny clue um, next we're going 80s so we've had the hallowed wide which is kind of epic and cinematic and um Yeah, feels kind of larger than life, and then Bitter Roots is like a weird little, you know, we've called it a pirate hoedown. Thanks, Jed, T.M. Jed, pirate hoedown. Um, But but uh, Bitter Roots is kind of like it's kind of dark and rootsy, and um, and yeah, it's just like this weird, almost like reggae kind of a beat. And then Quicksand is just like romantic and flowy and like a pop song. Closer to You is like this weird fusiony kind of creepy kind of beautiful thing and then yeah you guys next we're, we're next we're having a dance party next we're going full 80s so if you love the 80s like I do um yeah this next track might be your favorite one on the record Ooh, I'm so excited okay hit me with all of your questions thank you thank you thank you a million 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 for being a person who's listening if you are listening maybe I don't even know who you are but I fucking love you thanks for being here um yeah, and I'll I'll be uh I'll be back in two weeks with an episode of Artifice, which can I just say I just yesterday recorded the first episode of season six of Artifice, which won't come out until July. Um, Listen, I'm ahead of things, you guys. I got a lot of irons in the fire and it was such a good conversation and I'm just psyched. So anyway, Artifice will be out again in two weeks. And then um, the I'll do another one of these at the end of April um, for like I'll get I'll do a deep deep dive into our 80s song. It's coming. It's coming, everybody. Okay, have a good day. Bye.